Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 23 in the book of Ephesians. Today we're going to define what a good church is. And before we read the, the passage from Ephesians chapter 4, let's disabuse this definition of a church. Oh, the sermons are good, quote unquote. Let's toss that aside and let's look and see what the scriptures say is a good church. This is from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the sons of God, to mature manhood, to the full measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So let's look at this passage and ask, let's find the definition of a good church that isn't, oh, the sermons are good. Here it is. I have uh, eight uh, points on this. Number one is that I have a pastor, a leader, an overseer, an elder, church officer who has equipped me for ministry. Now, that means that God gives in real time, in real places, to real spiritual parts of his body, he gives real leaders, real pastors, real teachers. Why? To equip you. Uh, and, and it's a, it, it's real. It's in a specific place, and it's at a specific time, and it's with specific people. So this is a, this is supposed to be a reality where these people are are equipping us. So number one is I have a pastor who has equipped me for ministry. Number two, uh, that there is a ministry there for me. Uh, we talked before about how do you know a, that you're in the right place ministry-wise. Well, if the ministry makes you tired, that's probably a, a good a good start. So the Lord is asking the pastors, etc., to equip the folks of the church to equip them for the work of the ministry. So this is where the rainbows and of the theory and the 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 purpose and the theology meets the reality of of the work. So if church makes you tired, you're probably on the right track. That's point number two. Number three, that I can edify and contribute and enhance and enlarge this body that I'm a, that I'm a part of. It that. In short, it's that I make it makes a difference that I am there. If you say it makes no difference whether I show up or don't show up for church, you're probably either in the wrong place or the you've got the wrong attitude in that place. Number four, that I am unified more and more with the Lord and with the expression of that body. So that means that the God that God has likely given you an inordinate affection for this. A group of, of people, and it's pointing you towards uh, affection towards him. So if you love your church, that's a good thing. Number five, I see that the gifts he has given me are helpful to that body. 
Number six, I'm growing in maturity. I'm not stuck in the same uh, place. So your participation in the church is marked by more maturity, more growth. Number seven, let's talk about testing. So I'm going to this verse here. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. So let's get let's talk for a second. This is number seven. Let's talk what uh, about what happens when a, a group of people gets hit by waves. So number seven is it's a group of people that when tested they have held their ground. So here's the thing: you are going to get hit by a few waves in your church. You're going to be tempted to be tossed to and fro, but the the point is that you are surrounded by a group of people that have stood their ground. So what kind of waves hit churches? Well, uh, number one is truth. That is wind of doctrine. Number two is people, human coming, cunning. Uh, Number three is evil, craftiness in in deceitful schemes. So if your church has been challenged by truth or by certain people or even by frank evil, welcome to the church. Don't be surprised. Those aren't reasons to leave. Those are reasons to, to stand your ground. So a good church is not one that doesn't get hit by waves. A good church is one that when it is hit by waves, you're not tossed around with it. Let me say that again. A good church is not one that doesn't get hit by waves. A good church is one that when it is hit by waves, it assumes that we're hit by waves, that when you're hit by waves, you don't get tossed around. So it is a place where people are dug in. They're reliable. They're faithful. They're still in the trenches after the after the onslaught comes. All right, number eight. Uh, it is a place of love. I used to think of... Uh, love and speaking the truth, sort of on a dichotomy, that if you had a lot of love, you didn't have speaking the truth, or if you had a lot of speaking the truth, you didn't have love. So if you had two units of, or 10 units total, if you had two units of truth, then you might have eight units of speaking uh, or, or, or love. Uh, and someone said, well, why are you thinking about in such a dichotomous sort of a way? Why so exclusionary? Why can't this be that we have a place where you have 10 units of love you know, full love, 100% of love, and 100% of speaking uh, the truth. And that's a much better way to think about it, I think, that you have a place where people are telling the truth. So the goal here is that you have this whole body with no amputations, that it's joined together, it's held strong, it's equipped by God, it's working well. It reminds me of the the CrossFit games where these people devote themselves to this incredibly high-functioning body built up that each part is working and and getting fitter. That's That's the image that he leaves here about what is a good church, what is the good body. So... In conclusion, I thank you, my pastors and equippers. I thank you for those who have spoken truth to me. I thank you for those who have uh, loved me. I thank you to the the gifter of all, to the Lord, who has given gifts to his church and to his body. And I thank you, Lord, for a body that has pastors, that is working, that edifies, that unifies, that grows up into maturity, that stands their ground when hit by waves and tells the truth in love. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the definition of a good church, not that the sermons are good. Thanks for listening.